fuck are we talking about? This week we are talking about um, tech and how it's made things that used to be a pain in the butt or, you know, supremely more difficult mm. than they were decades ago. So, you know, depending on... <laughs> Depending on the audience that happens to be listening to the episode, it's either going to be, um, oh, old farts talking about how things used to be, or, you know, old farts going, I remember those days. I remember when there was no electricity. Except, you know, there wouldn't actually be anybody who in that. If there is, this they're podcast. listening to this podcast. That's impressive. Yeah, very impressive. I don't think that person exists. I remember when Neanderthals. That's mine. Who talks like that when he does his shtick? Oh, uh, Jim Gaffigan. No, he did. A little bit higher pitched. So, yeah, it's going to be, um, uh, you know, the, uh, the title I came up with was the We Walk Three Miles Uphill episode. <laughs> Because <laughs> that uh, used to be the old joke, the standard joke. We used to walk, when we went to school, we used to walk uphill both ways. And snow as deep and as your snow waist. snow as deep as your waist for three miles. No snowshoes either. Sometimes the school was closed. And then the kids from the 70s bad. would have said, yeah, well, you guys were stupid because we would just hang on to the backs of the school buses oh, and fuck. ski. Yeah, dude. Ski to school. Yeah. Or just use your shoes on yeah. the icy road. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I thought it would be, I don't know, I thought it would be kind of funny because whenever I think about that topic, I'm, I always think back to what it used to be like to communicate with each other, especially on the phone, what it used to be like to travel and navigate, what it used to be like to shop, to get money. So we'll touch on those and whatever else pops into our heads while we're talking about those things. Because it's, it's insane just how convenient. Why are you talking right now? Oh, we, but we should introduce the episode because you're literally having the episode right oh, now. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, putting the cart before the horse. Oh yeah! Don't blow, <laughs> don't blow your fucking wad now, dude. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as Adam said, uh, welcome to episode twenty. Nineteen. No, I made a mistake. Oh, this is the we 20th. marketed, and I actually—it's so funny. Whoever listened to the episode it would would have probably laughed their asses off. Because every time we mentioned that it was episode 18, uh-huh. I broke in with a, with a post-edit n- uh. narration. Actually, <laughs> it's episode 19. So this is, in fact, episode 20. And our, <laughs> and our first anniversary comes up next week uh-huh. in between episodes. We walked three miles uphill. That's the title of the episode. How you doing, Adam? Well, Carl. (laughs) 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 This is this is where soap opera music would slowly creep into the. I caught my sister sleeping with my brother's boyfriend's hot dog. (laughs) 
Um, I believe that I am well. Yeah? Yeah, it's been... It's just... Still on your meds? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I don't know what's happening with them. They're doing things to my brain that I... I don't know if I dislike, but things are different. Um, and if this is an inappropriate conversation for this, and we can just cut it out or whatever, but I never thought that I was depressed. Ever. The thought never really crossed my mind. I just thought I was... Most depressed people don't realize they're depressed. Right. Right. Which, yeah, which I absolutely get now. Yeah. I just thought I was gloomy, sort of in a funk. There was always a reason for me to be kind of bummed out. And bummed out is such a fucking stupid phrase. A year and whatever ago, I tried to... Well, I signed up for three, free therapy through the province, and it only kicked in uh, three weeks ago or whatever. Um, but in that time, I knew that I needed help. But I didn't know how or why or what that meant. As the time approached, seeing a psychiatrist before uh, a therapist, I saw the psychiatrist, but as that was approaching... Uh, my f- my friend reached out to me and said, man, I haven't seen you and I haven't talked to you in a while. Is everything okay? Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is, is super nice. And, mm-hmm. and we went for a walk and he didn't say anything, but as I was talking about how I was feeling and how I was responding to how I was feeling, I realized that these are classic symptoms of depression. Mm. And I was like, holy fuck, it appears that I am depressed. Mm-hmm. And then from that point, it's one of those things you can't unsee. Right. Now I see it. Mm -hmm. But I was still having a lot of my issues of incredibly intrusive thoughts. And just so those were the primary focus. So now I'm on drugs and I'm on an increased dose from where I was, was previously. And the... Intrusive thoughts still exist, but it's sort of removed the constant fear of the intrusive thoughts. It's sort of taken away the fear of having them. They still pop up, and they're still terrifying, and they're awful. And debatably, they're more awful now, because they're less frequent. Mm. The analogy doesn't really work, because a veneer is usually used to gussy things Mm -hmm. but the veneer has sort of been pulled away and now I can sort of see the guts and I am well aware of my depression Mm -hmm. and it seems to be very significant not to the point where I'm having like suicidal ideations or anything like it doesn't seem like I'm not going there I don't have a sense of hopelessness Mm -hmm. I don't have any of that I just have what I think I've had for a very long time is just a general feeling of, oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't want to do a whole bunch. So this begs the question, how does your new brain chemistry allow or change the way you are able to deal with the thoughts that pop into your head, even though they're happening less frequently? The... Intention, I believe, is 
that in combination with the drugs and reminding myself that when these feelings pop up, that they're not real, mm-hmm. that they're my OCD, mm-hmm. and that you just let it go and move on. They're not fucking real. And is it easier to do that? Well, obviously, Maybe. Maybe. It does give that veneer again. I don't know how else to describe it. Mm-hmm. Again, veneer is a terrible choice of words. But this coating has been removed so things are maybe a little more raw. So I have a more cognizant ability to recognize and be mindful in those moments. I was going to say, you're more mindful? That they're not real. You know, that's very interesting because they say, they suggest that mindfulness is the key to not being bogged down by life's knocks, whether they are manifesting as thoughts, emotional outbursts, Mm-hmm. feelings that you're not particularly proud of or whatever. Right. Because recognizing them and um, acknowledging them. Yep. Recognizing them and acknowledging them is half the battle because once you have identified it, the existence of the emotion or the feeling or the thought or whatever, you can then deal with it, compartmentalize it, action it do whatever it is that you need to do with it because most of us get caught up in the drama the uh experience of it and just ride the experience right instead of detaching ourselves from it going there it is oh look there it is Mm -hmm. and then you know when you are able to do that the mindfulness helps you to uh, disassociate yourself from that particular feeling, thought, or emotion just enough to be able to go, okay, well, that's interesting. <laughs> right. And now that I'm kind of disconnected from it and treating it like the event that it is, I'm now ready to kind of close the door on that and move on to the next thing. So that's very interesting that... The intensity hasn't changed, just maybe. The, I, no, I believe that it has. It has. Yeah, I th- but more importantly, it seems like your view of it seems to have changed. Yes, both both of those things are true. My my view on it is that I now recognize them. I seem to recognize them faster, but what my brain is doing is it's being a dick, and it's turning up the intensity. So they're more horrifying. So it's to, almost like your brain is going, "Oh, you're going to be you're mindful trying to get of out your of this? stuff, eh? You're trying oh, to get oh, out I'll of show this. you some shit." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which apparently is not uncommon Holy crap. because I've been doing it for so long. <laughs> I am insane. addicted to the dopamine that does get released with these compulsions, and the and your brain wants that dopamine, so it's going to make sure it's going to get yeah. it. So now it's it's fucking with me. Right. By turning them up. So I still recognize that they're not real, but I do find myself, even more than last week, staying in them longer than I was because they're more horrifying. It's hard to shake out of it. Like, I literally have to shake my head to get up and be like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 that's not fucking real. Stop. 
that is not real. Your brain is just making that up. Wow. Yeah, so the, the, the point of the drugs is to allow myself the space to then adopt psychotherapy to begin to build techniques on how to manage, mitigate those thoughts or the, not the thoughts necessarily, the issues that are manifesting those thoughts hmm. <clears throat> to then hopefully dissipate it and give me tools to manage my anxiety. So I know what's causing them. Okay. I just don't know how to deal with them. Got it. Okay. Huge trauma that's existed since I was probably a toddler because I don't remember being any younger than eight. It's like learning how to fix your carburetor. Well, now I know how to fix my carburetor. I can always fix my carburetor. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. I want the tools. Mm -hmm. I don't mind that I have these issues. I just want to be able to manage them because they are all-consuming. The real difficulty is I don't know what normal is. I have no sense. So I don't know if the drugs are working or not. And if they are working, if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, right. or if the side effects I'm, I'm experiencing are A, normal to the drug, B, what normal people have mm -hmm. every day, mm -hmm. right? But one that I know isn't real and will probably have to change my drugs is that I can't come. And that's a big one. And they'll pull you off of it. Like, I cannot orgasm. Mm -hmm. You know, I can stand at attention and I can go, but to the point where you're just bored now. And that's a side effect of the drug. Apparently. Okay. Maybe no. I think it's a... I don't know if it's a side effect of the drug specifically, or it's a side effect to the change of the, chem, of the chemistry in your brain mm -hmm. because of this drug. I don't, I don't know, but it's not an uncommon one. That's not the only side effect that I have. Other symptoms I've had, I've, I read about it, um, about the side effects of the drug, and they're all listed. Hmm. So... So I don't know, because I don't know when when to say we should try something different, because I don't know that this mm -hmm. is bad, mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's going to be worse. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, I've been okay. It's been, it's been interesting. It's been a struggle. Um, I'm trying, uh, but I recognize it's, it's, it's weird. Hmm. Things have changed, and I, and I feel it's a bit of a dip down. Oh, so it's kind of like an increase in the dynamic range yeah. of how you feel. Yeah. yeah. You used to be flat-ish. Ish. With just yeah. variations. Yeah. And now you're feeling more of a range of, yes. a depth of emotion. Yeah, it feels a little more manic. Not Interesting. Manic is a an exaggeration. Someone who is Now, manic does it also and... seem to be stronger in the other direction yeah. as well? Yep. When you're happy, you're hap you seem happier. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, most okay. definitely. Okay. Yeah, it goes both ways. Good. That's why I used the word manic because it is. So up it's and almost down. like welcome back to life. Yes. Or welcome back to. Or welcome more to more normalcy. Potentially. Yeah. But it's not normal. I like I recognized that on my last because it lasts for a couple days. The elation lasts for a few days and the darkness lasts for a few days. Mm. And I recognize that neither of them are true. Right. Right? There's no way that I can go from this flat line, this is who I am, because mm -hmm. it's been so long, this is 
a part of my personality. Mm-hmm. I can't be way up here and live way up here all of the sudden. Right. It's not real. And that's why people take drugs. That's why people get addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. It's because they feel that. Yeah. And stay And they there. like it. Of course. Yeah. Who the fuck doesn't? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I wish I could stay there. Right. But I can't. There's just not enough in my brain to keep me there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That answers that question. <laughs> how, 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 are, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, I have really nothing to complain about. Uh, I'm thinking a lot about my near future now that I'm getting closer to retirement age. Oh, yeah. <coughs> and all the anxieties that go along with that. Right. Because, you know, there's a lot of unknowns and how long will I need to keep working for versus how long do I want to keep working for um, and all the variations that exist between that. Um, but it's not a, a kind of anxiety that keeps me awake at night, thank God. And and this is not bragging, this is just truth. Mm-hmm. My... And I think I mentioned this before. My observation about my experiences in life is that it, things have just never really... If if I go with the flow, things right. have never really, you know, yeah. dove into the gutter. Right. They've just been, you know, mild undulations, high and low. Yeah. And every low... I, I know that it's just a temporary thing and then it's going to either yeah. solve itself or, or, or you know, uh, work itself out or whatever. Things go back to some semblance of normal again. Yeah. So, yeah, like, you know, on the one hand, I'm a little nervous about that future, but at the same time, I have a, a high degree of confidence that I'll find one of a number of different solutions to make it work. Sure. You're right. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird in that, different in that way, that I just don't have any sense of dread about things that might cause dread and severe anxiety for other people. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if I don't I don't think weird is the right word. Yeah, I know. That's why it's I certainly different than me. It's different, yes. But it's just not different. weird. It's just different. Yeah. It's just a different experience. Yeah, you're what people know. like me want to be like. And I don't know how common you are. Me neither. Right? And that's a weird part because of Because all I hear is people yeah. freaking out about their situations. Right. Is and be, I just right. wonder like, am I supposed to freak out about shit when it goes down? Right. Or Am I just like, is there something, is there something wrong with me? Right. In the opposite extreme. Right. Who knows? It's probably the Yelp, the Yelp review syndrome. You only hear people who complain. Right. Right. And yeah, which makes sense. You know, like if you don't know. Yeah, people don't go around bragging about how great things are. No. Or how well you are managing a difficult time. Yeah. Boy, I'm doing a great job at mitigating this stress. Yeah. Shut the fuck My up. My knees hurt like shit, but I can give a fuck. It's all right. I'm still doing I'll get everything. I'll through it. I'm doing everything. Shut up. Yeah, right. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. So how, how much, how much, 
of the population is like you and how much of the population is <laughs> I don't know but don't I know? don't I don't not I don't it's as many as there should be yeah I don't know unfortunately because that seems to be I've I've often struggled with that thought is because <clears throat> that's kind of the idea with mental health is that you want to get to a point a place where things aren't so overwhelming and you can just manage things and you don't catastrophize and blah, 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 right. all the things. Right. right. And they don't use the language of normal people, but the implication is there to, you know, manage things normally. Mm -hmm. And I struggle with that because of the fact that nobody What's talks normal? about how great yeah, yeah. they're managing things. Yeah. So you, you get lost into thinking, does that even really exist? Right. Do people like you really exist? And the answer is, well, there's one. Right. So if but there's one, I there know, are I others. I could just be in constant denial about stuff. Right. It, but, you know what I mean? Sure. There might be something wrong with me, but I'm too in denial to see it. I don't. You don't Who come knows? across to be that aloof. Who knows? That of all the Ooh, things that have happened in your life, and as a 60-year-old man, there have been plenty of things that have happened in your life yeah. to cause you go, what the fuck? Right? Yeah. But you just manage them. Yeah, no, you just have the tools. I guess. Don't know where I got them. Don't know where you got them. Don't know if it's just uh, mental faculties. Right. That you just have them. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah. So yeah, things are things are moving along. I've had some really good successes lately. That's good. <laughs> I started a new book. <coughs> Who knows if we're even going to get around to our topic today? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> They're all in the background listening to this, going, "What are you going to talk about? The shit that's improved." <laughs> well, maybe we won't. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm reading. Um, yeah, Blindsight, by Peter Watts. Oh yeah. And it's part of a series. If this guy writes all of his books, like this particular book that I'm reading right now, um, I'm very intrigued suddenly. Well, that's good. Because... That's promising. I haven't heard you say that before. You know how... In the last year. No. You know how we were talking last week, or last episode, about how there are some, um, there are some sci-fi stories and authors that are just so hardcore that they're extraordinarily difficult to grasp in one read. Well, this yes. kind of leans in that direction, mm -hmm. but not so severe that it's just making my brain go, okay, sorry. This right. is, You're not this getting is, lost This is too it. much. This is too much. Here's a whole bunch. It's, okay, stupid, we'll rein it in. The thing oh, okay. about it yeah. is it's not that he's making shit up that's too difficult to comprehend because it's way out there. Mm -hmm. What's making it a difficult read is that he's using hard science. Oh, yeah. That hard science. Yeah. yeah. Science where he mentions a term, and I have to go Wikipedia that shit because I need to know what that is. Right. Because I can tell by the way he's using the word that he didn't just make this shit up. This is something that actually exists. Interesting. Sure enough, boop, it is. Wow. And I'm reading the description of the thing and I'm like, well, 
I guess I'm never going to understand that particular thing fully. Right. <laughs> but at least I have a slight understanding of the context of the word now. Right. And it's, um, it's really interesting uh, because the story is filled with artificially uh, enhanced characters who serve a specific role in the discovery of first contact and so far it's been like holy crap so let's see what happens next so you can't wait yeah so he's weaving a he's weaving a very good uh tale and it's unlike anything i've ever read before first contact style story so yeah it's um yeah we'll 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 decide whether we take the detour um, once I'm done with the book. Well, if you like how he writes, then yeah. they're probably good. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I read Murder on the Orient Express. Yes. Wow. Yeah, eh? Great. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. I had a real enjoyable time reading it. Mm-hmm. I found myself often reading it and going, oh, come on, this is so cliche, and stopping myself going, oh, it's not cliche because they she invented wrote it. it. She That's wrote right. It. Right. This is her. Everybody Everything else, else is cliche. Still is stealing from it and this it's is cliche. Yeah. So it was really enjoyable. And just by my nature, um, watching movies or reading books, is that I get really dumb. I don't have any ability for foresight. I just huh. fully give myself to a book right. and a movie. Just I let no, it unravel. I had no idea Bruce Willis was dead. No idea. Oh, me neither. Like, not, but... Me but neither. I never do. But I never do. It, I'm always surprised. So, I've never... I think I've seen one movie in my life when I was like, oh, one. But anyway, so... That's why I have a difficult time watching anything that where stuff is being cl- hinted at. right. And then there's the final reveal. Right. I hate watching that with Darlene. Oh. Because she'll go, oh, yeah. I, I, no, shut up. Right. Shut up right now. Yeah. Don't fucking ruin it for me. Right. Because I'm not reading the same clues you are. Just leave it alone. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because what I enjoy doing is then at the end, after the it's series like, is, luck. after it's over. <laughs> yeah. I'll go and talk about all those clues and be like, oh, my God. Oh my God. Why didn't I see that? Right. Yeah. I now enjoyed the movie twice. Or whatever. Yeah. So with this book, I have no idea if someone would read it and be like, yeah, I, yeah, I know. I know what happens. I had no idea. And it was great. And the reveal was like, wow. Yeah. And and I don't know the story. So I'd probably enjoy it too. Yeah. You check it out. It's short. It's fun. It's a book written in the forties by a British woman. Mm -hmm. So it's a little funny. Yeah. It's great. It was and now that's two Agatha Christie books that I've read. One was, and then there were none, and there was this one, and both of them have been wonderful. And then there were none. Yeah. What's that about? Just briefs and fucking It's like the same thing. Oh really? Yeah, man. It's a Just murder mystery. Just another murder mystery. Yeah. Oh. Wow. But it's super fun. Huh. Super fun. Yeah. It's had two different. It's had three titles. The hmm. the first one, the first title was Ten Little N Words. Hmm. So they changed it. Of course. Then they changed it to Ten Little Indians. Eh. Changed it. 
and now it's in them there were none. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I was talking to the girl at the bookstore about it. She's like, the most fucked up thing that happens is people come in and ask for the first book by its name. Right. And you're just like, hmm? Did you just say that? Yep. And the weirdest part is that, yeah, well, we keep it behind the counter, so sometimes we have it. <laughs> and I was like, I would love a copy, just because it's, you know, yeah, it's first issue. A conversation and, piece, too. Oh, yeah. Hey, check this out. Yeah. You won't. I can say it now. won't be making any books called this anymore. Yeah. This is my pass. I can say it. Yeah. It's in my book. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now I'm reading a book called Ringworld. I'm sure you've read it. Oh, yes. Oh, that that book just blew my mind. Yeah. Because the whole time I'm reading the story, the story of the characters and their journey in Ringworld is amazing enough. If you ignored the fact that they're on a Ringworld, just the story itself is fantastic enough. Cool. But my mind keeps going, hey, you do remember now that they're on this ring world and what that is. Yeah. Like, try to imagine yeah. what that actually is. The artifact that is the ring world. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. Like, try to wrap your brain around what a ring world is. Yeah. Imagine how big that is and you'll be wrong every goddamn time because yeah. you can't even wrap your brain around how big that is. Oh, it's huge. It's just, massive. you know, like a Dyson sphere. But not. But not. But significantly just a, smaller. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm probably 40% of the way through. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, so things are just starting to get yeah. wild. Yeah, I'd yeah. say. I'm Admittedly, I'm a little surprised how long it's taken to get wild, mm -hmm. I'm like oh, okay. Well, they got to set everything up. Yeah, but that's a long time for a it's book. It's a big set. That's not that long. You're right. Right, like yeah. I'm, and I'm not complaining. Mm -hmm. It's just an observation. Mm -hmm. um, when you were talking about your book and some of the hard science, I've found that in this book. There's yeah. Quite animals like, oh, I don't, I don't really get what he's talking about here. Right. And I'm not going to go look at it. I'm just going to just go with it. I'm just going to make it up. Yeah. So, but it's it's enjoyable. It's. I'd it's sure love them to make that into a movie. Holy crap! They made it into a video game. Yeah. 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 Sorta. 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 Yeah, it's pretty neat. So, yeah, it is. And then there are the other Ringworld books. Right. The Ringworld Engineers sticks out in my head. Right. And I think there might be one or two other ones as well. Yep. No idea. Did you ever get around to the Rama series? Never. Rendezvous with Rama. Never heard of it. Ooh. I recommend that one. Rendezvous with... Rendezvous with Rama by Arthur C. Clarke. Oh, that's... Uh... It's a classic. Um, what's his name? Really old black actor. A black actor. Does voiceovers. Uh, yeah. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman yeah. has been trying to get a movie made based on Rendezvous with Rama for decades. He loves the story so much. He wants to be in it. He wants to direct it. He mm. wants to produce it. Because, yeah, it's... Holy shit. Again, sure it's a first contact it. book. Okay. And... Um, oh, it's short, too. I'll read that next. Yeah. Let me know Say no more about it. I just want to yeah. consume. Yeah, I won't tell you anymore. He said it'll spoil it. It'll spoil the fun. 
Yeah, I don't it's want just that. a fun ride. What is your earliest memory of what it was like to use a phone when you were youngest? The memories that you have as compared to what phone use is like today. So I've got memories of using a phone, but I have memories of like the, some of the first times using a phone. Mm-hmm. But I also have times using a phone at, say, my aunt's house, yep. which was wilder. Oh, yeah. Tell me more. Because it was party line. Oh, so you you experienced party line. Yeah, I did. I did. See, see even as old as I am, where I grew up didn't have party lines. So you had to too be many out, of you. You had to be out in a more rural. And this was too. This wasn't in Calgary. This was outside of Okotoks. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So, the only reason I even know about party line is because Darlene experienced them too. Right. In the rural settings that she used to live in when she was young. And just the concept of a party line blows my mind because unlike in a traditional big town where there was a separate physical phone line wire going to everyone's house, the party line was basically a parallel shared phone line that a line was spliced off of it to everyone's house down the country road. And the way it worked was... When the phone rang, it rang with a pattern. Or not. Right. Sometimes, like in the time before they came up with the pattern idea, it just rang and you picked up the phone to see who it was for. But then after a while, they figured out how to Modulate. create yeah. yeah, how to create ring, ring patterns. And you got to know which ring pattern was yours. But it still didn't stop anybody else from picking up the phone and listening into the conversation. Right. Which is wild. And also how, you know, the whole gossip line thing got started. Literally. Yep. Because people with nothing better to do would just pick up the phone and listen to the entire conversation. Yeah. Or talk to each other. Right. Or, yeah, or just talk to each other. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And it was on an old black rotary. Yeah. That's what my aunt had. Tabletop or wall-mounted? It was a tabletop. Right. My other aunt had a a wall-mounted one, but it was for show, right? It was acquired because it was a wall-mount, not because of... That's the fucking um, phone she had. Right. Yeah. And so for anybody... For the benefit of anybody that's like, I don't know, younger than 30, that would not have been alive during old-timey phone time. Uh, yeah, maybe. No such thing as voicemail. Oh, fuck, no. So, if you tried to call someone and they were on the phone, all you got was a busy signal, and that was the end of it. No call waiting? Nope. You had to hang up and try again some other time. Uh, and what I remember about the phone was that the phone was the only way to find out what people were up to. Like... Before you'd go to a friend's house, you'd have to make a choice. Am I just going to go over there and hope that they're home and not doing anything and willing to see me? Or am I going to call them first before I go (laughs) and sort of make sure that I'm not going to waste my time going over there? But the problem is, is that if you call and it's busy, and then you wait a half hour and you call and it's still busy, 
The fact that the line was busy meant nothing except that someone in their house was on the phone and wouldn't get off. And, you know, if there was like a family with two or three kids and one or more of those kids was a, I'd say it, girl, well, good luck. Because if the phone was busy five minutes ago, it's going to be busy for a while. I smirk at that because I was that girl. Oh, really? I talked on the phone. You were on the phone all the time? So much. I Did it drive your parents nuts? Yeah. About because of that? Yeah, they were so mad that they and had Sophie's to pay. And Sophie's like, going to be trying to call tonight, and God yeah. damn it, get off the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to pay for call waiting when it first existed. Oh, my God. And it wasn't cheap. No. No. To no. get the dude, it was like 20 phone bucks a month. features, yeah, cost a fortune. A huge each. amount of money. Yeah, each. When they arrived. Mm-hmm. Because Star somebody had to nine. pay for all those, yeah. <laughs> Somebody had to pay for all those extra features. Yeah, man. And it was going to be the early adopters. Oh, man. Period. I remember how wild it was when you went to a friend's house and they had call display. Oh, yeah. You're like, what the fuck? This is the future, man. Right. You know who that is before picking it up? Right. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. Or Jeez. private conversations courtesy of the 30-foot-long phone cord, right? Yeah. Prior to that... If you didn't have a phone in your room, yep. you were stuck having a conversation in, in front of everybody. Yep, in the kitchen. And mom would always listen it. in. She yeah. might not stay in the room, yeah. but she was just around the corner. Yeah, man, that's <laughs> wild. I love to get a rotary phone. It's so funny. You see every once in a while on the internet some parent who has a rotary phone and, and gets their... Gen Z kid, yep, to see if they can figure out. Oh how yeah, to use I it. love watching those it's videos. It's so fabulous. It is hilarious. It's fabulous. Intuitive, the thing is not. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I what feel for those kids because they're just like, what is this? So what does this whole f- what is what do you do with it? Oh, oh, it moves. I guess the thing moves. Look. Oh, okay. Tick tick. I uh, know. Yeah. Just... Yeah. <laughs> And what's this little metal thing on the side for? Yeah. You know, I I don't know if anywhere else in Canada ever had this thing. Um, and the only reason I say that is because I've never, I still haven't met anyone that goes, oh yeah, we had that too. When I was growing up in the outskirts of Montreal, word got around in school that there was this thing in the phone system, which was run by Bell, Bell Canada, mm-hmm. called loop lines. And the idea was supposedly loop lines were created as a form of testing a, a, a phone automated switchboard okay. in, a, in an area, in, an, in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But what it evolved into was kids of parents who worked for Bell found out that these loop lines existed and spread the word around. And here's how they ended up getting used by kids. If there was a prefix number, like 247, whatever, there was a pairing of numbers for every prefix that existed in the phone system Mm -hmm. in the area of Montreal. So if your phone number was 473... You could dial 473, and I can't remember 
for sure what the last four digits were, but it was something like 1194 and 1195. They were looped. Okay. So if you picked up the phone and dialed 4731194, and there was no one that had picked up the phone and dialed 4731195, all you'd get is dead air. You wouldn't even get a dial tone. But the minute somebody dialed 4731195, you would hear them and they would hear you. You'd be connected. Okay. Until one of you hung up. And the minute one of you hung up, whichever number got hung up was now free to call. And if you tried calling it and you got a busy signal, it meant someone was already on that line. You could try the other side. If 1194 was busy, you could try 1195 and hopefully get connected with somebody of the mm, opposite sex. Right. Interesting. And it was just like a blind date. Right. Kind of dealy. Neat. And you'd get connected with some random person who just happened to decide to call that other line for that prefix. And who knows? I actually got a date out of it. That's fabulous. Yeah. That's from good. some strange girl who yeah. lived in downtown Montreal. Yeah. And we met up for a night and um, had some fun. And that was the end of that. Very cool. I don't even remember why that was the end of that, but you know, it was an adventure while it lasted. Yeah, that's cool. All night. Yeah. Just like roaming the streets of Montreal and up on Mount Royal and stuff like that. And it was all because of the existence of these goddamn loop lines. And there was a loop line for every prefix that existed around the area of Montreal. So if you didn't have any luck with yours, mm -hmm. you just move on to the next prefix that you knew of. It was the coolest thing ever. That is cool. Weird. And I don't know, maybe it just existed in that area. I have no idea. I doubt it. Because no one else I doubt it. has ever talked about it. Just wasn't ever. discovered. No, it was uh, just maybe. one of those Maybe. Things. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Montreal area was the only area where the kids actually found out about the loop lines. Otherwise, they were just within the domain of the people who worked for the phone company. Right. <laughs> right. But how could that be? <laughs> it yeah. doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. I remember being invited to conferences. Oh. So someone Conference would, calls? Yeah. So okay. someone would break into a conference phone, a conference line into a business. Oh. And then would give out the number. Interesting. So you join it and it would be a conference call with... 30, 100, 1,000 people. Racking up, oh. racking up cost for the company. Huge. Holy shit. Yeah, and they were, it was a weird experience. It was a weird experience. I never, I and never... How, how were they hacked? Do you remember? No, but it's... No, it's probably just like any other conference. You call in and it's... A, it's and it's there. And it's a like a password, a four-digit right. password. Right, right. And you just, so it was just get it. Yeah. If you're you lucky, just, you figured it out. Yeah. Because it probably wasn't complex because why, why would, would anyone make it complex? No one ever figure out how to use it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the, that, yeah, I, I never got into freaking. It was, it was scary. It, yeah. it upset me just because. Oh, really? Well, just stories of Kevin Mitnick and shit like that yeah, yeah. just freaked me out. Yeah. Just, or, or the freaker, uh. No, was it the freaker named Cap'n Crunch, or was it the Cap'n Crunch whistle that Mitnick used? I can't remember how he used to. There was a whistle 
Yeah, to mimic the tones. The tone, yeah, yeah, the tones. And just get free long distance. Like, what the fuck, dude? That guy's probably still not allowed to touch a computer. I can't he, remember how long this... Kevin Mitnick now works for uh, the company that uh, our company uses for uh, cybersecurity yeah. training. Doesn't surprise. Well, I knew that he got into the into yeah, the he white works, hat. Side he works of it. for no before. There you go. He works for no before, which is based in the states. There you go. And he gives he gives like these little video demos of how people are you know taking advantage of weak security in certain technologies. Cool. And why you don't want to, you know, fall for X Y Z. XYZ as a as a normal user because there are people out there that know how to leverage the weaknesses in those technologies. Yep. It's unbelievable. The demos that he does are just like, what? Right. Wow, look at that. Look at that. Uh money. When I when I while I was writing my book, I was thinking about in my early years in the military, the bullshit you had to go through to get more money that was yours in the first place, back into your hands. One second. You know you haven't introduced what we're talking about. You just started talking. What do you mean? Without context, you're just talking about money right now, not the fact that technology has made things easier. Oh, oh, okay, (laughs) sure. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's true. I haven't really steered the conversation back to what the topic was supposed to be about. Well, that's, that's what true. you were doing, right? You, yeah. That's what you're talking about. We just... Yeah. We were like, okay, so now they're talking about phones. Now we're talking about <laughs> how, how what a shit show it was to get money back in the day. Back when um, <clears throat> the only way to get money was to go to the bank. Yeah, not even an ATM. No, ATMs didn't exist, exist for yep. the longest time. Yep. So if you... If you wanted money, you had to go to the bank. You had to line up to see a teller, and then, you know, you would ask for however much you wanted, and they would give it to you. But you had to be proactive about it, because it had to last you long enough, so that, you know, for you the next visit day. to the bank, yeah, yeah. And they weren't open every day, mm-hmm. and they weren't open late every day either. Fucking bank hours. Yeah, that's where the whole term bank hours came from, because working people had the hardest time trying to get to a bank to get to their money. Yeah, nine to three. Which is why ATMs were invented, because people just said, okay, enough of this bullshit. Yeah. You've got my money. Give me access to my goddamn money. Yeah. And people would write checks, which was the shittiest way to try to spend your money, because first of all, you could write a check and not even have the money. Which is one of the main reasons why people didn't like accepting checks. But, you know, it wasn't out of the ordinary for people to go to the grocery store, load up on $50 worth of groceries, and then sit there and write a check for $50, and then hope the grocery store took it. And if they didn't, they'd be like, well, I don't have $50 on me. I never had to the take ex- this check. I never had the experience of it not being taken. Because that's how my mom paid for groceries forever was with a check. Right. And there was never uh No, we don't take checks. No, it was absolutely they take a check. It's just a, the tender that they took. Yeah. It was never... After a while, I think people resisted it because... Well, I imagine. You couldn't use one now. No. Probably. But, but I think it was... <laughs> I may be wrong, but 
I'm thinking that part of the reason why uh, people stop or retail stopped accepting checks as a form of paying is number one, if you were giving them cash, they got their money right then and there. And there was no risk. If you gave them a check, there was a risk the check might bounce. Sure. But back in the day, most retailers didn't worry about that because they knew who you were and they knew where you lived. And you'll be back. And you'll be back. Oh, and by the way, your name and address is right on the damn check, too. So, yeah, nine times out of ten, the retailers knew who you were anyway, so... If yeah, you but did, check if, fraud was a hell of a thing. If you did bounce a check, you knew damn well you were never going to be welcome in that store again. And yeah, I, like I, I before before card, man. Running out of cash and then, you know, if you mm-hmm. if you ran out of cash but you wanted to spend money, the only choice... Well, and, <laughs> and the thing about credit cards was, unlike today, where they'll give you a credit card if you have a pulse, mm-hmm. back then, not so much. Right. You had to prove that you were credit worthy, which is one of the reasons why, you know, I got my first bank loan to buy something stupid so that I could build up a credit rating enough so that they would actually lend me more money when I really needed it and eventually give me a credit card. Right. (laughs) Fucking ATMs. I haven't used an ATM in a long time. No, me neither. Because that's, in this country especially... Not so much the states because they don't have they have they don't have interact which is mind boggling but mm-hmm. like cash is still king down there but it's weird to pay with cash now oh and totally of, there's some places like my barber he takes cash right he would prefer cash yeah um, just because he doesn't make enough money that um, the bank charges him for interact transactions. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's just, I have cash in my wallet, but it's like from Christmas last year. Wow. It's almost a year old. I, I do not actually carry cash anymore. Right. I have cash. Right. Here. Right. Yeah, but you don't carry it. No. It's no. like here for those weird, odd times where I know I'm going to need the cash for a specific transaction. And I grab some and just take it with me. And yeah, then, I, I have cash. And, know, for, and like, you know where that's really made? The whole evolution in how we use money, what it has um, completely uh, ruined for me? Garage sales. Oh, yeah. Hosting them and visiting them. Because it's like... Oh, I'm at a garage sale. Oh, look, there's something for $5 I'd like to buy. God damn it. Right, right. I don't have any goddamn cash. Right. Well, I'm at Superstore. They need a friggin' loony to unlock this goddamn grocery cart. I'd actually thought about drilling a hole, a tiny hole in a loony. Yeah. And just, uh, like, tying it like with a, a, yeah, like a metal string. Yeah, like a fishing line or something, and, yeah. Or something metal and putting it on my key ring. Right. So that's just always there. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. That could work. Yeah. I have cash at home for things like when you buy something off of Kijiji or Facebook. <laughs> right. Right. That's when you need yeah, cash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the only reason we have cash in our house. Yeah. Is to buy basically yeah. private things where they have not yet heard about e-transfer. And that's that has become a huge thing now. 
like at first it was just a few people that accepted e-transfer or yeah. would pay you via e-transfer and now it's almost like ubiquitous is it really yeah it's it's getting that way. i don't like it i'd rather just give you cash yeah yeah like yeah hmm. this is I'm well, at least then you're not having to give out your email address yeah yeah, I don't need any of that data out to some weirdo right. that I'm buying a TV from. Right. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> but having said that, if you're smart, you're just assigning a bullshit email that you don't use for anything anyway. Right. You know, one of your junk emails. Sure. And then, oh yeah, you're gonna spam me with your shit after I paid you? Yeah, whatever. I'm not gonna read it. I remember being in junior high and going to the ATM. And being so thankful for Royal Bank ATMs because <laughs> they gave out $5 bills. Yes. So yes. when you didn't have any fucking money, when you had $9. Yep, you can have some. Five bucks. You can I have get, some. And, no other bank And back then, right. you could buy shit for $5. Yeah. yeah. Back yeah. in my day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five bucks going to the ATM. God, you're so stoked. I love looking up price lists for stuff from the 70s because oh, it just blows my mind oh, yeah right a whole a whole pack of bubble gum was a nickel yeah. you could walk into the local movie theater with a quarter and you might actually go home with money it's so bizarre and still have popcorn with a quarter yeah it blew my mind which is why Finding change on the road mm-hmm. as a kid. Oh, yeah. Was magical. so magical. Yeah. Because, oh, holy crap, a quarter. Yeah. That's like a bag of chips. Yeah. A pack of gum, another pack of gum, and a Coke. I am not that old to have had things cost a nickel. Like, because my, my youth and excitement of finding money was in the 80s. Right. So it was still... You were looking for bills. No, I, you know, you could still buy coins. change. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. You would, yeah, a smattering of coins was, was super exciting. Yeah. But things were still a less than a dollar. Oh, yeah. Like buying a Coke for 75 cents. Right. I remember that, but um, not a quarter. And I bought a Diet Coke the other day, nearly $3. Yeah. Yeah. I almost burnt the store down. <laughs> Fuck. I know. Put it out with Diet Coke, you dicks. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and then traveling, navigating to places. I can't um, believe yeah. the bullshit we used to go through for that. Oh, God. It's funny. I got a story about Paper that maps. Week. Okay, you tell me the story. So this week, <laughs> I went... <laughs> I went to, I was at a gas station by my house, getting gas or whatever, and there's people over in the other uh, aisle, and this woman was pumping her gas, and some older fella in his 50s, and the woman is done pumping her gas, and she's just looking around kind of, a little confused, and then she asks this man, she said, how do I get to Deerfoot South? I feel like I've gone too far. And in your neighborhood? Yeah. So okay. she has gone too far. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. She was on John Laurie mm. and she went past it or 
turned the wrong way or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But she's like, I feel like I've gone too far. And the guy scoffs like some cunt. Like, why would you do that to somebody? They're lost. Like, okay, let's help. And anyway, so he's like, yeah, it's on the other side of the city, which is so not the truth. Right. Right? Like, from my house to Deerfoot is... Ten minutes? Less than ten minutes. Yeah. Right? And, and the kicker is, is that you have to get on one road... Yeah. ...and follow it. Right. Right? Stay it, on it. It turns, and it turns. Yes. And now it's a different road. Right. But you don't have to fucking care about that. That's right. Just stay, stay on it. Stay on it. But this old cocksucker pulls out a paper map... <laughs> <laughs> And he's standing in front of this woman, and he puts it on her window, and he starts pointing, and he's like, it's about this far, and then it turns into this road, and I am, like, shaking my head. And for whatever reason, it's upsetting me. Right. Like, and and I'm making noises like an asshole. (laughs) He's like, it's a long way, and I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) And he's like, you're making it too hard. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so that kind of bullshit that we had to deal with this poor woman for bc had to deal with it this week oh boy god the thing that i always remember about traveling anywhere that you've never been to before or are not familiar enough with it that you could get there again without a map Which, you know, now that I think about it, I was always, and still am, extraordinarily proud to the point of pompousness of my ability to go somewhere once and remember how to get there again, no matter how complicated the route is, a second time. Gotcha. And and if it's really like really horrible, maybe not the second, but the third time for sure, it's it's done. I'm there. No no GPS, no Google Maps, no no nothing. Right. But the first navigation before the time of GPS, when all you could rely on was paper maps, and the navigator in the seat to the right of you, what a pain in the katukas that was because first of all if a person didn't know how to unfold a map and fold it again just to focus on the part of the map you were interested in you were doomed if they didn't know I'm how to read the map fucking eyes they like were crazy. doomed yeah i'm exhausted by this you know whole... it's like shouldn't we have been turning by now i don't even know where we are on this map oh my god like what <laughs> i need you this is important. And then the worst part oh, was, Lord. even if you had all of it figured out, even if you had an up-to-date map, which was another problem. Oh, Jesus. Because yeah. you just wait five minutes. It's over. Yeah, that's it. Obsolete. What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even if you had the most up-to-date map you could buy for the city you were in or going to, and you had a decent navigator with you, there was always a risk that you were going to be going through or into a neighborhood that wasn't yet on the map because it was a brand new neighborhood. And then you were fucked. Yep. You may as well be going to the North Pole. With some of the neighborhoods. Absolutely, dude. 
drive around him now and you're like, where am I? I don't even know how to get out. And what made it worse is that in the neighborhoods that I grew up in, all the streets were completely different. Oh, yeah. It was either 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th Avenue and Elizabeth Street, Regent Street, Dopey Street, right. Muha Street, Robinson Street. Now, it's all themed streets based on the name of the neighborhood. Yeah, dude. So if you lived in Brookstone, then there's Brookstone Avenue, Brookstone Drive, Brookstone Boulevard, Brookstone Street, Brookway Avenue, Brookway Circle, Brookway Gardens, Brookway Fuckface, Brookway Lake. Yeah. Oh, my God. Brookshield Crescent. So, you know, if somebody even made a typo in the address that they gave you, yeah. you would end up in another province. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, it's insane. And now... I have actually found now, sorry, yeah. that uh, my navigator can't even use the one that's on the phone properly. <laughs> Mine neither. I love my navigator worth, for what very it's much. For what it's worth. But she sucks. My navigator is totally and utterly useless. <laughs> but now, thankfully, it no longer matters. Right. I not long ago bought a newer vehicle mm-hmm. and I can talk to this vehicle, which can then relay my queries directly to the app on my phone that knows the answer. So I just basically say things like, where the fuck am I? (laughs) Where is the nearest Staples? And it just goes, I found one 1.5 kilometers from you. Would you like to know the address? Yes. Blah, 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 blah. Would you like me to call this number or would you like directions to it? Directions. Okay. And then boom. Yeah. We're on our way. Yeah. No hands were involved in the creating of this route. No phones were touched. No navigators were consulted. There was no swearing involved. <laughs> and the best part is, is that if I'm mm. not even sure if this place is open and I'm just wasting my time, right. I could have called them first Should've used the phone. to make sure right. that they're open. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Boy, it is amazing how much... I feel that using the phone, the maps on our phones have almost given us brain damage. Oh, totally. Because we're so We don't so need to know fuck all useless. anymore. We're yep. useless. Yep. I get lost on walks sometimes. <laughs> like, where the fuck am I? And I refuse to pull out my phone. I'm like, I'm not going to save myself. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm not going to pull it out. I'm oh, going to save wow. myself. Like, come on. Come on. You're a grown ass man. Figure this out. I might be high, I might not be, but I've been lost more than once on a walk. Well, well, actually, to be to be fair, what I love doing because it's just so, it just it just warms the cockles of my heart so so much. To to pull this dick move, is that if we're if we had to park somewhere to walk to a thing. Mm-hmm. She's always paranoid that I have chosen to park as 
far away as humanly possible to get to that place. So the minute we start walking, she's like, how much further is this place? Because she's expecting me to say, oh, it's only another six blocks. <laughs> when really it's just like around the corner or whatever. Or maybe a block away or a block and a half or two or six. But <clears throat> she'll, she won't believe me. And she'll go, yeah, sure. So that's when I have to whip out my phone when I know that I'm right, that we are only like a half a block away. And I'll just like, because I still have the destination in Google Maps. Right. But now it realizes we're walking. Right. And it's continuing to give us directions silently right. how to get to the place. And I'm saying, see, look, see, mm -hmm. that's where we're going. And that's us right there. Do you see that? So, yeah, I, I love that. I find using those maps that I miss turns way more often than I did. Like I, I blast right past them. Right. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. right, sometimes left. I do that sometimes. Because they sneak up on you? Because you're not, like, it's a 300 meters. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck 300 what is meters is. It, and suddenly... Oh, shit, well, for brains, you better turn around. Well, and the other thing, too, is that I find that as you're navigating with Google Maps, I don't know if Apple Maps is the same way, but I'm always using Google Maps. And one of the things that it does, which it kind of drives me a little bit crazy, is it starts zooming in on the area you're supposed to be paying attention to mm -hmm. but sometimes it does it way too late right so you know you're looking at the map having not looked at it because you're supposed to be driving <laughs> and you're thinking that it's already zoomed in but it hasn't so you're looking at the distance between you and the line that's turning and you're thinking oh shit that's still a good and even though it's telling you like you said uh in 300 meters, turn left on blah, blah, blah Avenue. Yeah. And, and again, yeah, you're right. It's like your brain has gone into comatose mode. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what 300 meters is. Yeah, hold my hand. I'm just going to watch the line. Oh, my God, there it goes by. Oh, shit. I guess I was supposed to turn there. Yeah. And now the thing is recalculating and, you know, probably the AI in it is going, oh, my God. Yeah. This Sending feedback to Google. This guy's a idiot. <laughs> I'm going to send him via, like, the shittiest route ever now. We're, we're going to... He's driving over a bus trap in two seconds here. Here we go. I do my very best not to use it. I use my... I do my very best not to use it. Right. Because I really do. I feel like I have fucking brain damage. Like, I can't yep. navigate anywhere. <clears throat> in a city I've lived in my whole life. It drives me crazy. Yeah. Because it is so much easier. Oh, it is. But I... You find yourself using it on something that you definitely know where it is. Yeah. It's just so dumb. Yeah. Like, you go to this Walmart all the time, and this other store you want to go to is two blocks north and one block west. But you're going to use the fucking map to get there. But you know exactly where it is, but you use it anyway. And well, you, you know, still look at it. Well, okay, so in all, in all fairness... But I want to tell my other thing first before I get back to that, and that is I like to challenge myself sometimes with maps because, again, I like showing off to Darlene my navigation skills. So what I'll do, let's say we're going to go pick up a costume at a house we've never been to before and say Copperstone or whatever, okay? I don't know that neighborhood from a hole in the wall because I've been there maybe three times 
to three different places. Yeah. And I haven't been back since. I know the roundabout. Right? That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, so she'll give me the address and she'll say, uh, plan, figure out how we're going to get there. And I'll and I'll bring it up on Google Maps and I'll look at the I'll look at the the route that it is uh, going to take me on if I were going to use maps in oh, the yeah, car, yeah. and then I memorize it. Yeah. And I, I visualize it in my head. Okay, we're going down Deerfoot, and then we're getting off at one thirtieth, and then we're going right on Fifty Second, and then we're to turn down our second left, and it's going to look like this because there's a Seven Eleven on the corner, and then you take a right there. And then there's just one more left, and then around the roundabout, and then the first right, and then boom, you're there. And just remember the number 52, because that's the address you're going to. And I'll have that memorized, but I'll put it in Google Maps just in case I make a fool of myself. And then I just, you know, pretend like, oh, I knew how to get this far. I'll just use Google Maps to, to do the final, you know, the final leg. And um, she'll be like, do you know where you're going? And I'll be like, oh, yeah. And she, she cannot fathom how I can do that. Right. Yeah, I do that too. But getting back to your thing about using maps when you don't even need to use maps, <laughs> there are times when you're right. You go to a destination that you've been to a million times before, and now you've got to go somewhere that's really not that far away. And then you go there and you kind of wonder, I'm pretty sure I took the most efficient route to get here. But I wonder if it was. So sometimes I'll just plug it in just to see what route it offers to take me. And I won't even look at the route. I won't even ruin the surprise. I'll just say, all right, Google, take me to this place I want to go to. And it'll take me on this route that I never, ever considered. Like, I don't know if you are familiar with uh, Beacon Hill, mm -hmm. the, the big set of stores that's up at Beacon Hill. Well, sometimes the easiest way to anywhere in Beacon Hill is just to go even further north, hang a right behind the Canadian Tire, oh, yeah. and just go in the back way behind all the stores. Mm -hmm. There's no speed bumps, there's no lights, there's nobody turning, there's nobody impeding. You just zoom down that back stretch, and when you get to the part where you want in, you just boom, get back onto the front and park. Whereas if you're trying to get in through the normal way, you're battling speed bumps and you're battling, you're trying to turn left against traffic. It's a gong show. Right. Yep, I get that. No, I get that. That wasn't what I was talking about. Okay. But I absolutely, yeah, I, I just, because you're lazy. Right. Right. And you, Google, not even tell lazy. Me, tell me where to go. It's not even lazy. You just have. You can do it. Given so up on yourself. Right. You just don't trust I'm, yourself yeah, anymore. I'm not going to think about this. I like I don't trust my ability for whatever reason. I'm doubting this, but I've been there a thousand times. Right. It's so weird. It's so weird. Having said that, though, even when you are going somewhere you've been to a million times before, mm -hmm. especially if there's any distance involved, Google will take things like traffic into consideration. Sure, I guess. Yeah, it does. No, no, fair and that's enough. amazing. Like it does, and the fact that Darlene knows that, she often won't let me go somewhere unless Google Maps is telling us how to go there, because if we get if we get in, caught in any traffic whatsoever, it'll be like, should have used Google Maps. 
You know what's funny. Yeah. And I just, I totally don't. I don't use it for that purpose. <laughs> I guess my interface to uh, my phone through my vehicle yeah. is poor. Right. Right? So oh, yeah. I There's would have to do everything manually. Yeah. And, yeah. So maybe that's it. There's going to come a day when you're going to own a vehicle and the phone is basically going to ask you, Ray, hey, it looks like you're trying to get to Staples. Would you like some help with that? Yeah. Because I, I heard you. Right. Yeah, I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> the algorithm has told me, you're probably going to Staples. What the fuck? Do you, do you want your navigator to start ragging on you because you're taking the wrong route or would you just like me to show you how to get there? Yeah. I can hear her too. <laughs> done with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the other thing that I uh, wrote down was shopping. How much technology has revolutionized oh my shopping. God. Like, my word. Malls are empty. Yeah. Malls are useless. Yeah. They are totally useless. They're great to walk around to get out of the elements for a couple hours. I guess. I guess as an old man, that is what you do. That's what old people do. Well, you no, it's the... true. I know. I, I know. like I walking. I like walking so often, you know, period. <laughs> yeah. But once the weather hits. I know. I get No it. one wants to walk in that shit. I worked in a mall. I see old people walking in the mall. Yes. It's fucking wild. It is wild. Yeah. And after a while, so it becomes crazy. mindless. Like, you know. Oh, you Yeah. You can only walk around a mall so many times before you just go, okay, kill me now. Yeah. I went, we went to West Ed and that <laughs> was wild. Yeah. That mall is not dead. Right. It is so But that's good. because it's a tourist attraction. It's a destination. Yeah. Yeah, that's what my wife was explaining. I never really thought of it that way. Mostly because, like, I'm not that far away from it. Right. And it's just a fucking mall. Exactly. Okay. Sure. I it's got go to a swimming pool. Mall. Yeah. Because she, she was telling me that people travel from like around the world oh, yeah. to come there. Yes. I'm like, what? Oh, I know. Really? Yep. That's fucking crazy. I it's know. a mall. Yep. Yeah. Okay. There's a wave pool in it. So. And a roller coaster. And a roller coaster that kills somebody a long time ago. But I'll never forget. Let's see if I get killed on it too. Yeah. Wee hoo. And themed roomed hotels. Like, I get it. Maybe it's just because it's Edmonton. And as a Calgarian, I hate Edmonton. I'm raised that way. Right. And I'm proud of it. Right. Fuck Edmonton. Yeah. There. Yeah. I said it. So, the mall just... But anyway, it was wild. It was uncomfortably busy. Has a relative that's ever visited you that asked to go to West Edmonton Mall to visit because they're interested and you rebuffed them and said, we're not going? (laughs) No, No, I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so, actually. That's funny. (laughs) But yeah, shopping, like, holy crap. Everything is different now. It's just so different. And like... Oh. Remember having to go to the mall? Like Every, have to oh, go to the yeah, mall. Yeah, you have to. I need a new watch. Well, I guess we're going to the mall. We're going to stop at Sears first. Yep. No <laughs> shit. Yeah, man. And Sears then after or the that, bay. the bay. That's right. Mm-hmm. Or Zellers. Well, if you, you were go, getting desperate. Well, you, yeah, yeah, if you were going, yeah. 
the things that didn't matter about quality because a chalk, you know, a, a, a Hershey bar is the same bar whether you buy it at the Bay or at Zeller's. It was no big deal. But yeah, if you were actually telling people you were going to Zeller's to buy clothes. <clears throat> I worked at Zeller's. Me too. I was a cashier. I was a, I was a restaurant worker. Oh, wow. At the Zeller's Cafeteria in my hometown. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. That cafeteria was something special. And the only reason I took that job is because I'd already been accepted into the military, but they weren't ready for me yet. Oh, yeah. And my mom said, well, you're not sitting around this house all day sitting on your ass. Go do something. Take any job you find. So I happened to be walking around our little mall in our little town, and they were advertising a dishwasher needed in the Zeller's cafeteria. And I'm like, well, that's, that's, a that's a mindless job. And it was, too. It's like they had one of those newfangled yeah, dishwashers. You know, yeah, you just load up the little thing, in, put in the cassette, close the door, press the button. 30 seconds later. 30 seconds later, you opened up, opened it up again, pulled it out the other side. Scalded your hand and yep. burned your face because of the Let steam. it air dry and unless they were Unless you were behind on your cutlery and glasses and stuff, in oh, which case yeah. you had to grab that it, cutlery. It, oh, it was so hot. Yeah, I worked in the dish pit at Pizza Hut, and that was my first job ever. Was there? I loved that job. So it gets better. Yeah. I started out as a dishwasher, mm-hmm. and then the and then the the frontline um, cook quit, and he was it. So all that was left at the restaurant was me. Wow. And the manager came in and went, um, so, uh, do you know how to make a sandwich? Fry a burger on the grill? And I'm like, yeah, I think I could figure that out. Uh, do you know how to make French fries in a deep fryer? I'm like, I've never done it, but I'm pretty sure show me once. I could probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they said, well, uh, until we find a replacement, you are the new cook. Cool. And I'm like, well, who's going to do the dishes? And you go, we're going to hire somebody. So they hired another person to do the dishes. And I was suddenly the short order cook for the Zeller's cafeteria. Dude, that's so funny. And it was amazing because people would be wandering through Zeller's, take a quick look o- and see me yeah. schlepping burgers on the grill. And I'm like, God, hey, what's going on? Can I get a burger? They're like, you pay for it. And I'd be like, well, can I get like a double burger if I pay for a single burger? I'd be like, yeah, I think I could swing can. something. Yeah. <laughs> do you it find was so fun after working in the food industry? Do yep. you find even to this day mm-hmm. when you're preparing something, it's still you still prepare it under the same rules or the same process that you did back then? No. Zeller? No. No. I do. I make a pizza. The same way as I did when I was sixteen, but and and uh, and probably the only reason that I'm not like that is because I wasn't there long enough for it to imprint on me. Oh, okay. I mean, I was there maybe a month and a half, two months. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at Pizza Hut for a year and a half or whatever, but I enjoyed it while it lasted. My biggest memory of that was when my mom came. Oh yeah, to the cafeteria to eat. She was shopping at right. Zeller's, and then she you know, just kind of dawned on her, oh, yeah, my son is working here at the cafeteria. So she came to say hi, and she sat down on the, you know, at the counter, at on the, the counter. little bar stool. With the white, <laughs> over the red chairs, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, she'd be like, 
So, how's it going? And be like, it's going good. So, uh, you want something, Mom? Oh, no, 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 it's just here to say hi. You know, and be like, but, you know, feeling a little peckish? Want something to eat? Can I make you something? Come on, let me make you something. God damn it. You've been making me food for the last 17 years. How about I make you something for a change? Yeah, and she let me make her a sandwich with fries. Cool. That was probably the biggest highlight of my 17th year of life. Jesus Christ. You need some other shit going on. Yeah. I got laid. Yeah, I probably did that too. Yeah. But your highlight is still serving your mom food. Well, yeah, no, I think think the getting laid part came later. (laughs) I think the getting laid part came later. I don't think I got laid before I worked at the Zeller's Cafeteria. Oh, no. How could you? No. Because after that... After that... You're like just king cock. Yeah, exactly. Broads are lining up. <laughs> hey, you're the, hey, you're the guy from the cafeteria. Yeah, right? baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> want me to make they only had to show me how to make fries twice. Want me to make you a club sandwich? Oh, yeah. I only uh, toast one side of the bread so you don't scratch through for your mouth. Oh, yeah. Clubhouse sandwich. I haven't had one of those in a long time. They're the best. Yeah. They really are. They are the best. Sandwiches are the best. They are. We don't have any places anymore that make homemade sandwiches, and it sucks. Keith's Deli on McLeod Trail does. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they've been there for a million years. Huh. He's an anti-vax lunatic. Yeah, but but he makes good sandwiches. So... You just go in there. <laughs> He's a fucking psycho. <laughs> like the kind of guy that had signs on his door about not coming in. Right. Yeah. Anyway. He must be Keith friends Stelly. with uh, Purple Park guy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thanks for tuning in to... We didn't even do the talk bots thing. Talk bots. Boop. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, I like that.